What is up, everybody? My name is Austin Buckner. Trevor Holder. And I'm Melanie Bloomquist. Yes, yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> Former host of Meatless Monday podcast. Multiple time guest on this <laughs> podcast. Former North Carolina resident. Yeah. Back to God's country. Oh, God, don't remind me. <laughs> no. It's good for to see you back. It, it's good to be back. And I had a blast today. Now that we finished this episode, I wanted to tell you that if you had canceled the invitation to come be on this podcast the third time since you've been back, I was never going to invite you again. Okay. That was, and that's been a running joke. Like, ever since he said, hey, I got the guests, we got Melanie, and we got Isaac, we're like, all right, let's go. And I've been asking him like every single day. Melanie's still coming. <laughs> yes. I thought yes. I was, no. I, I, I put it I, in my Google calendar. I told I Trevor like on my table. when you messaged me like, "What's the door code?" I was like, "Well, she's definitely coming now." But wouldn't it be funny if she didn't? <laughs> if she asked for the door code and was like, "Yeah, but I'm, I'm not coming. I'm still not coming." <laughs> I just want to know it. <laughs> no, I I put it in my Google calendar. I put a reminder on it, so I got a reminder Friday. I got a Let's reminder go. yesterday. You te- you messaged me on Messenger and reminded me yesterday. I was like, I am not missing this. Um, because the previous two times that you had invited me, I really wanted to come. And it just, because of moving back and trying to find a place and everything that's been going on, it just made it really hard to make concrete plans. Yeah. But now that we've got our place here in Des Moines. Yeah, I was going to say, now you're here. You're yeah, down the road. exactly. I'm so. so excited. Perfect. It's awesome. And... It didn't go any different than I thought it would. It was ADD nope. Central. Nope. Every time we have some like uh, someone that's been on before or like a close homie, it's always just like <laughs> we always have the idea that we're gonna like ask them questions about their life and like catch up with them, and then it just ends up being like, here's this fucking crazy depraved thing that I've been thinking, and I'm comfortable enough with you to talk about it. So yeah, yeah. Which I'm no stranger to. Like Fuck we've it. talked about so many weird situations in my life i mean shit we did that today yeah like it's just and (laughs) i know i i guarantee that some of your listeners are like there's no way that this shit has happened and i'm like no i have receipts yeah so if anybody wants to come at come at me bro like i'll show you my receipts i don't don't know what it is man (laughs) there's something about you that like all of a sudden all the confidence in the world either that or like for whatever reason they're just like dicks Cause there was that one time that like Trevor and I had to like jump in your fucking comments on one of your posts. And... Oh yeah. yeah. Are, you, are you talking about that one guy that yeah. was like talking shit about her? And uh-huh. <laughs> we're like, we're like buddy. He was just like, yeah, you couldn't even get like blah, blah, blah. And both of us just jumped in and was like, this woman can get whoever the fuck she wants. <laughs> it, it wasn't even, a, it, it's people don't believe that other people are just that audacious. Like yeah. that, that they would, well, who would ever do that? Uh, people fucking do it. Men, usually. <laughs> people fucking do it. Like, the, all those little things in the back of your head, nobody would actually do that. Yes, they fucking would. Yeah. It was very reminiscent of, um, like, so I, I listen to uh, Moist Critical. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, a lot of his content is reading cringe. Oh, yeah. And so he'll go on Reddit or, or whatever, and it's usually like a text exchange between... <laughs> that was almost very bad. <laughs> we gotta lock her, him up or something. <laughs> we can't because then he won't shut up. Uh, oh god! Um, but it's usually um, 
a text exchange between some entitled douchebag that thinks I'm a yeah. nice guy and I deserve to talk. It, it's if typically you, that. If you have to say you're a nice guy, you're not a nice guy. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. That's always been my experience. If you have to tell me something... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, that, I'm a fucking it asshole. It translates. It translates. But, it, it, um, try Google. It translates. Like a lot of, there's a good portion of his content that where where he's reading like these just shitty, cringe exchanges. Like, um, a good a good one it was, <laughs> uh, this guy was texting this girl, and um, apparently they they went to school together in. They had a project together and they worked on it. And he's like, hey, I just want to let you know I had a really good time working on this project with you. Uh, I'd love to take you out. Um, You know, and get to know you better and blah, blah, blah. Okay, so far that's okay. Yeah. Okay. And she goes, oh, um, I I appreciate it. I'm flattered. Um, I actually have a boyfriend. And... When she said, I have a boyfriend, everything switched. Oh, of course. Now and it's like, oh, you fucking slut. Yeah. And he goes, she was why didn't on. you tell me? She's like, I, I I, did tell you that I had a boyfriend. I've mentioned him several times. Even the time when I said, hey, also, he's coming to she, pick me up. Also, even if she didn't, like. What does that have to do with the school project? Exactly. Oh, That's no. the whole point. No, yeah. no. So, so it goes on. <laughs> There's more to it. Oh, it's so good. This is the first uh, time you've so tried to be romantic. This is the first time that my boyfriend would come up. So he goes, um. Well then, why would why would you choose to work with uh, a guy? Which apparently turns out um, it wasn't anything like that. It wasn't like a. Did the teachers pick the partners? Yeah, so it, what, yeah. It, it was entirely based off of uh, people who were wanting to do similar subjects, and oh, they oh, get okay. paired together yeah. that way. And he's like, "Why would you choose to do something ac- academic with me if you weren't trying to fuck?" Like, yeah. And and one of, one of the biggest things was, um, I bought a pizza and I feel like I should be reimbursed because you gave me the wrong impression and well actually you ate more of the pizza than I did so you should you should I give me pizza more today. Show me your dick. I'm not looking. All right, sit back, relax, and enjoy. <laughs> Put your dicks away. <laughs> that part. for like cosmetic surgery and like people getting it done to, to, to feel better about themselves because you know you do you and it, you know if that makes you feel good then me but there's got to be a limit right um it just i don't know it pisses me off that there's certain people that get it done they have no reason to get it done and they know that it's just for whatever reason they get it done anyway the reason why I bring that up is because I was um, looking at that picture of like Megan Fox that mm. everyone's talking about. Yeah, it's Megan Fox, Machine Gun Kelly, and then thanks, thanks, Mama. dude. Uh, it's another couple. 
uh, really a celebrity Taylor couple. Swift yes, and there Travis you go, Kelsey. and Travis yeah. Kelsey. Oh, was it like the Super Bowl after party? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and she looks like she's doing duck lips, and she's not. Yeah, her cheeks are she like she got the buccal fat removal, Ugh. which is really popular right now. So, another reason why I bring that up is because there's another person that that I don't think it's a, it was the same procedure or whatever, but it's very clear like they got work done. And it, it upsets me because they were fine. Um, Zoe Deschanel. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's very clear she got work done, and it looks awful. It it looks terrible. She looked totally fine the way she was. It goes wrong, no. in my opinion. It goes wrong way more than it goes right. I read an article that one of the reasons why cosmetic procedures are looking more and more, like, terrible nowadays is because they were designed to make you look younger when you're older. Yeah. Like they are. They're they're meant to design they're they're designed to revert some of your features back to how they looked when you were younger. So a 50-year-old can get that buccal fat removal because like your cheeks get puffy and they get bigger as you get older. You get that done and then your face slims down and you look in your 30s again. But you have people that are that are in their 30s, that are in their late 20s, that are getting these same procedures. And so you're trying to revert your features to when. Yeah. Like, you don't look old, dude. What the fuck are you doing? Just the people, male or female, that age naturally just always tend to look so much better. Um, I'm trying to think of like a good example of um, someone that I it, like hasn't had her, any work done. Is her first name Annie or Angie? Oh, Annie. from um, she's the one that they've made a big deal about aging with her her grayish white hair, her silver hair. Oh, her last name starts with a D. It's like Donahue or Donnelly or something like that. I I was thinking is of the character TikToker? name. Huh? Tiktoker? No, no, she was in movies. I'm trying to think. Uh, she reminds me honestly of. Elaine in Seinfeld, but that's not who it is. But she has a very similar facial structure to her. And everybody's been giving this woman shit. And now I'm going to have to Google it. But um, when you said Annie, I was thinking of the actress that plays Annie in The Boys. Because she's had. Oh, okay. That's another one. She's had some work done. And it's the same thing as Megan Fox. Very like it makes her face real slender. And it, uh, yes, her, Andy McDowell. Andy McDowell. There you go. Thank you. I was close. That was a good pull. (laughs) But everybody's been giving this woman shit because she doesn't get plastic surgery. She's refusing. (laughs) Jimmy, pull that up. (laughs) She's refusing to dye her hair. And she's like, men, a lot of men don't get this done. Like George Clooney doesn't have to dye his hair for a role. He he does the silver fox thing. I want to go gray. Like. The whole nine yards. And she's like, so why can't Helen Mirren? Oh, my God. She's fine. Yeah. Meryl Streep. Yeah. Like, these are women. I'd be like, I'll take you on a date. Like, damn. Real quick, side note. Um, Do you think Vin Diesel was banging Helen Mirren? Uh, Why do you say that? Have you not seen the... Okay. Before Fast (laughs) X came out. Is she in that movie? Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen it. I'm sorry. So, okay, okay. (laughs) Helen Mirren is in a Fast and Furious movie? She's in a few, yeah. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, if you go to Vin Diesel's Instagrams from back, like, from back when he he was promoting, like, Fast 9, Fast 10, stuff like that, and they were talking, like, 
every time they were talking about like, hey, we got this legend. Like, Vin Diesel's high off his ass, and it's very clear, like, there's some sexual tension going on between those two. Like, they are banging on the side. It's weird. <laughs> it's it's kind of this weird double standard because when you say like, oh, this hot male actor can fuck anyone he wants, it kind of it seems Leonardo cre- DiCaprio. Yeah, it seems like <laughs> creepy, you know. But then you say like a, a, an actress can fuck whoever she wants, and it's like, you go, girl. But like Helen Mirren can fuck anyone she wants. Well, mind yeah. you, Vin Diesel. Like in Helen Mirren's defense, Vin Diesel is not like just turned eighteen. Well, that's that's he, true too. He's in his forties. I'm just saying, so, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There, it's still like a cougar vibe. Like, not gonna, yeah. not gonna lie, but she ain't going for for your co-ed straight yeah. out of the dorm room type shit. If there was an older act, but she could so creepy. If there was an older actress that you could sleep with, who's the first one you pick? Oh, Helen Mirren for sure. Oh, really? Yeah. I who mean, who is the who's the English actress that was? Uh, in the first Austin Powers movie, Liz, Liz Hurley. Liz Hurley. Oh my god! Are you talking about the devil from Bedazzled? Yes, that's her. I love that movie. <laughs> that is, is such a good movie. Stunning, and always will be. Okay, oh, she's uh, fine. Wait, older British. Ooh, I didn't have okay, to be British. First, but first, first thing: what are the criteria for older? Um, like at least twenty years older than you. At least twenty years older than me. Okay, so I'm checking least- <laughs> this woman's birthday. I'm checking this woman's birthday because if if I'm right, okay, let me see. Fuck. She was born. I in, have two. Ah, in shit. Mind. She was born in seventy, so she's only eighteen years older than me. Who? That's close enough. Rachel Weiss. She's fifty three from Rachel the Mummy. Weiss? Oh, good God. Well, no. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. here's the thing. I don't know if you guys know this. Do you know why she didn't show? Um, why she didn't choose to come back for? Um, the mummy movies? No, I didn't. So they said it was like a scheduling conflict or something like that. Yeah. Because she has it in her contract that she has to be the most attractive one in the movie and she couldn't beat Brennan Fraser. She was Brennan Fraser's love interest for two of the movies. <laughs> I was gonna say. Yeah. No. Brennan Fraser's a no, dime. But, but it's it's kind of a like a well known fact that like the reason why she didn't come back for uh Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Was because she didn't want to be the mother to uh, a child that old. A teenager. Mm. No, he, that dude was not. A te- he was over his 20s. No, he was in his 20s. I'm just saying, like, he was, like, right out of university or something like that something. is how they played it. Yeah, gotcha. something like that. And, and so she didn't Mar- want to be seen. I think it was, like, Maria Bello. Yeah, I think so. And, like, she, she worked with what she got. She's a great actress, but it wasn't no what Rachel did. No, um, Marissa Tomei kind of say that same thing after the most recent Spider-Man movie. She's like, I get it. Like I'm older, but like, I don't know why they keep casting me in these like mom roles when like, I'm still very attractive. I'm still very hot. You know what though? I think like as a woman watching these movies, I appreciate like Marissa Tomei and the Spider-Man movies. I appreciate that because people are like, Oh, she's aunt May. There's no way she's that old. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, women in their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, yeah, they yeah, still yeah. look like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, quit having this delusion in your head. I got one, and it works because of a technicality. Oh, no. Kate Blanchett. Ooh. Yeah. She is 54 years old, and I know I She's fine. turned 30. And you're not 35 yet, so yeah. it works. <laughs> 
Yeah, she is gorgeous. Um, actors. And at Ryan Reynolds. He's not 55. Hugh Jackman. Steve, Tom Cruise. Steve Carell in his Silver Fox interview where oh. he had. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, he like, makes me like laugh. Steve Carell from like. From 40 Year Old Virgin. Oh, that's even a younger Steve. No, no, no. I'm no, saying that's what he's like, from. That's but he... now, oh, okay. with the salt and pepper and, gotcha. the, and the goatee, and, oh hell yeah! I, I was fu- thinking when you said like what gray hair. I'm thinking when he was in uh, was it Fox Foxcatcher. Mm-hmm. Didn't you have gray hair in Foxcatcher? I would linebacker attack man. that attack that man. Foxcatcher is not a good representation <laughs> of what Steve Carell looks like because oh. he had that whole underbite thing going on. Yeah. Have you seen the the guy that he plays? That was a real like a legit creepy dude. Yeah. He killed one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. So, um, if you, if you want a good Steve Carell um, show to watch, it was like a miniseries, I think, on FX. Um, good God. Thank you. Look up the show called The Patient. The Patient? Yeah. I, I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. He basically plays this um, therapist or psychologist. Oh, yes, he does. Who, yep. who gets kidnapped by... A patient of okay. <laughs> So I don't want to ruin anything because it, it's really dark. I feel really bad for saying this because he's like a horrible fucking Nazi, but uh, Christoph Waltz in Inglorious Bastards is a beautiful human being. Yeah. yeah. Right? He, he's just a good looking man. Steve Carell. You still on yeah, Steve Carell? I'm still on Steve Carell. Yeah. I'm okay with I that. And he's, too. and he's funny. He's funny. That's my thing. He's funny. And and on the patient, like, he's intelligent. And, and he's just gr- gracefully Look, aging. And he, oh. I gotta be honest. I was like not a, a fan of his for the longest time. Neither was I. And I, I like, think that I was I hated in, The Office because of him. <laughs> I think like, really? he was the worst part. I think that photo is from, like, a photo shoot he did. For G- probably GQ. GQ or Rolling Stone <laughs> or something GQ. like that. And, and I saw those photos and I was like, uh, okay. I'm... Okay, my mind has changed. Um, okay, okay. Uh, I got one, and I we may have talked about this before, maybe not even on on recording. Willem Dafoe, because that man has a hammer. <laughs> he may not be the greatest to look at, but that man has a yeah. hammer. <laughs> I love his voice. I love his dick. <laughs> I have never seen his dick, and, and it's <laughs> shocking you, that you, you, two, you two have, and I have not. Okay? Here's the thing. The, the and, tables and this have is, turned. This is timely, because Drake just fucking was wrecking his soft meat in his tour bus or private plane. Um, but Is it weird he goes after, like, underage girls? Like... Uh, yeah, it yeah. always has been. Yeah. It was weird well, that, like... Well, I mean, like, now that we know, like, come on, man. Oh, <laughs> He would kill them. That's uh, what you're saying. No, um, I think if, if you tell me that a celebrity has a sex tape, whether they are an attractive celebrity, uh, whether they are, are male, female, it doesn't matter. If you tell me that there is a naked celebrity, I'm going to find it immediately. Uh, when I found out that Hulk Hogan had a sex tape, I, did I not mean, know just Hulk immediately. Yeah, the whole that's the whole thing. So he sued Gawker, which was a magazine which doesn't exist anymore because he sued the shit oh, out you, of them. Are you about ready to talk about the, um, uh, the how, court thing? Uh, are you talking about how Hulk Hogan has a certain size penis, but mm-hmm. Terry Bollea does not? Okay. So in, in a Gawker article, they talk about the size of uh, Hulk Hogan's penis in the 
sex tape video. Okay. And then in, in court, he testifies that Hulk Hogan, could you shut the fuck up? <laughs> Thank you, Bobo. Uh, that Hulk Hogan has like a nine inch penis. The character Hulk Hogan has a nine inch penis, but Terry Bollea, the real person has closer to like a five and a half inch, six inch penis. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm trying to get over the fact that there's a little disconnect between mm-hmm. the character you play yeah. <laughs> has a larger penis than you can actually live up to in real life. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. make it. No, no. Why uh, bring up, number one, Hulk Hogan was a wrestler, okay? Yeah. You wear a cup anyway. Why Why did the penis size get brought into this? You think Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan wore a cup? I would suspect they all do for nah. safety. I, I mean, do you want children? I mean, he has children. Pro wrestling's fake. You're showing you're showing soft meat to the world. I don't know a single wrestler that wears a cup. They all should be wearing those like are they called dance belts. Dance belts. Yeah. yeah. I I wear it when I do like the Spider Man. Yeah. Because I'm not gonna be have that guy that has a giant dick and ball outline. Yeah. That that part. Like I know like Japanese wrestlers that wore dance belts under their trunks, but I okay. don't know any American wrestler that wears a cup. Or yeah. That, to me, that's just fucking stupid. I don't yeah, care but, if I don't care if it's fake or not. So they you can slam down on the mat. They may not be wearing a cup, but you got to imagine like some of them are wearing like uh, they have like tights or, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or 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 spandex that have yeah. have something built into like I I you know wore what I, mean? I wore multiple layers of like compression under yeah. my singlet when I wrestled, and then you would like strip all those layers off, and it would be. My my junk would be so compressed that it just looked like a like it no longer looked like a penis. It just looked like I had like a big clit. I've seen Jackass, the newest Shout one. Shout out to China. And you can you guys that like I swear to God the penis is is made of something otherworldly because I saw you're welcome that I saw that man who was a party boy put his yeah. dick between plexiglass. That thing was like this thin. Yeah. I was like, how the fuck? Yeah, I, I, it made no sense. No sense. It's a miracle of science. You're over there grinning, and I'm terrified right. at what you're grinning at. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. This it's is, a grainy photo? This is photo? Willem Dafoe's soft penis. Let me see. Damn. It's like halfway down to his knees, and there's no blood in that. Willem Dafoe, in that movie, had to have a... I thought he had a prosthetic to make yeah. it smaller. Yes, because his so big oh, that it was God. distracting to the other actors. <laughs> okay, either I watch too much porn uh-huh. or I know the wrong kind of people. Because I'm sitting here like, that's eh, normal. Okay. Like, I got one for you. Well, so- not normal, but I've, I've seen it. Sylvester Stallone. Oh, my God. I've heard he has a fucking... Makes junk like, he's fucking rocky he better have a big day that, that's how he became the italian stallion look, I, I, I just want to see willem dafoe and <laughs> sylvester stallone just fucking, fucking go box with their dicks <laughs> yeah what well, and they're they're both like shorter kind of lanky guys i mean obviously sylvester stallone's bulkier than willem dafoe but william willem dafoe was jacked for yeah. spider-man yeah like he was freaking ripped and it's always, and I can attest to this by personal experience as well, it's always the guys you don't expect to be, like, fucking packing, oh. the, and it comes out of nowhere. You're like, where the fuck did that come from? My freshman year of college, I, before my first, like, long-term girlfriend, I was 
testing the waters, sleeping around a bit. Because that's what you do when you have fucking free will. Uh, <laughs> and you're out of your grandparents' house for the first time ever. Uh, and I slept with this girl who had also slept with, like, a guy that lived in the next dorm over. Okay. The next dorm room over. And she was like, yeah, he had the biggest dick I've ever seen. And this dude was like, do you remember, like, 2006 levels of skinny for Trevor? Yes. Okay. It was like that. But she was like legit like nine and a half inch dick. I believe it. On like a little dude. And it's like, yeah. Yep. Always. Are it. you fucking kidding me right now? Momo. Dude, you never do this. Why are you doing it now? <laughs> she's into you. I, I wonder if he smells my cat. Probably. Honestly. That might be she's it. she's been... Uh, God. Shit. She Is he on the camera? Can you tell? Taken out of her misery. <laughs> you just chilling? No? All right. All right. He looks so <laughs> again. He looks you did so it again. As he long lo- as he's like hanging out, <laughs> he looks so majestic. Fuck it, I don't even care. Um, he's like a derpy sphinx. <laughs> I was going to tell you that I miss your southern accent. Uh, it, it's not gone. It's not gone. I can still hear it, oh, but it's no, not. No, it's not nearly as obnoxious as when you. Not obnoxious. That's the wrong word. Thick. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, I think it was Thursday. Yeah. Me and my best friend went out for like a mom dinner date and Mm -hmm. we did drinks and we had a really good time. And as customary as I drink, it comes back Mm -hmm. and it comes back thick. So I'm sitting there and we're enjoying our nachos and our mac and cheese and and our queso and chips and, and all this. And I'm drinking and I'm knocking back shots of Casamigos. And I'm feeling fine. Like, I feel great. <laughs> but about halfway through the dinner, I'm sitting there and I'm like, y'all got any hot sauce? And Cindy kind of looks at me. And the waitress comes over. And I, it was hot sauce or it was another shot or something that I asked for. And she goes, where are you from? And I said, well, I said, I just moved back from North Carolina about four months ago. She goes, where where are you from? And I said, I'm from here, but I've been living there for almost a year. And she goes, yeah, I can hear it. And yeah. then, it, yeah, I get, I drink and it, it yeah, it's back. You know, the funny thing is, I, I don't think I've ever caught your your southern accent as much as I did like right before you moved to North Carolina. Yeah, because you it, it started coming back before you left because you were yeah, already because, working for them because I was already yeah. working for you them. Know? And then, um, you know, and then obviously it was there when you were there. And I've never ha- known someone personally to transition accents mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's trippy. Yeah, it is. It's trippy. Um, have you ever seen the? Uh, I, I don't remember her name, but there was this t- there's this TikToker who, who everyone loves her. Uh, she's attractive sure but everyone loves her because she has this huge thick southern accent and so everyone's like can you just say like hey sugar you know who i'm talking about i know exactly who you're talking about i have had guys do that to me while i've been ubering Mm -hmm. can you say this or can you i had one guy tell me uh i guess i have an accent kink while i was in my uber i was like this is insane I'm not talking cool. the rest of the ride. Yeah, <laughs> I know Corey. It'd be nice if you didn't tell me that while you're sitting behind me. <laughs> I know Corey part? has. Um, I don't know. W- would you say it's an accent kink if it's um, 
Australia, like you like oh, Australia? Yeah, it's a it's a kink. Yeah, well, I I don't or know a if fetish. I, I guess I don't I'd know be if it's fetish. like strictly just the accent or just nah. My man's more watching Bluey, about... just rock hard. What was funny though is that I've I've fucked around with accents since I was a kid. Like I used to imitate accents that I would see, that I would see on TV because I thought it was fun. And just hearing the different ways that people talk and, and just like lilts and their voices and stuff. Me and my brother one year for Thanksgiving got super trashed the night before Thanksgiving. We yep, went out to the as bar you do. and I spoke in a Scottish accent and as well as Hell he did yeah. the entire night. I had people look and I was wearing a bright red wig. I, I mean, Merida straight, straight from hell. And I had guys coming up to me that I graduated with and they're like, I see you. I know it's you, but I see the wig and I hear the voice and I'm thinking, what the fuck? So I want to talk about this whole journey to North Carolina and back because it happened so fast. It, and some of it I can't talk to talk about uh, right. because of legal, right. re, legal so ramification type The shits. whole reason I think, all right, not to talk poorly about Catherine or Heather, but adding you as the third person to meatless Monday was like the smartest decision that they could have made because you just, it was a complete package and you kind of kept the conversation going a lot when those two like didn't have a question or, or you always just jumped in and was like, I got it. I, I got this. I think that's a Keep lot it back on track. I think that's a lot of the reason why me and Austin just don't do shows by ourselves. Like we always have to either have a guest or we have Corey, or Corey. sit in, Yeah, you know, it, it it's not that we can't. It's not that we don't like no. to, but it's we like to have uh, another angle to it. That way, mm-hmm. no matter what, it just yep. keeps going. Another person to jump in, or um, well, okay, helps. so like <laughs> like Matt Miller when he was here, the episode that we just put up as of this recording today. If you wanted to have a conversation with just me about Destiny, the whole conversation would have been you talking, and then just yep. Yep. But you guys could bounce off each other and then I could throw in fucking Destiny's child jokes like I always do every time that <laughs> yeah. fucking game comes up. But so when you left for North Carolina, I was getting burnt out on producing two shows. And the glue that kind of held that group together was gone. So then it just fell to the wayside. So you moved to North Carolina, you get this mm-hmm. job. Which and I then, loved. Like, yeah. I, I love what I do. I love the industry that I work in. And it sounded like you loved North Carolina. I did. Oh, my God. It's so beautiful. You have the mountains. Mm-hmm. And then the, you have 45 minutes inland was us. And then about another hour and you were on the, the coast. Mm-hmm. And it was stunning. The scenery was stunning. Um, surprisingly, it's hilarious. Everybody talks about how backwards the south is. There was not a single gravel road in North Carolina. Even their back, like their back roads are paved. Yeah. Not I here. I would love that so yeah. much. Not here. Sounds I would nice. love that so much. Flat tire city here. Oh, dude. I picked up a nail. Especially after all that snow. Yeah. Uh, and then like they grade just, the roads and stuff. Oh, oh it's horrible. Like on, this is a very localized part of the show, but I-80 heading east, like when you go around the city, like around Urbandale and Grimes, yeah. like that stretch like the center lane is just all potholes for like mm-hmm. five miles. It's awful. Anyway, but so you go. Yes. Things happen that we can't talk about. Yes. You have your own 
pickleball palace. Yeah. Uh, and then that leads you to coming to come back, back here. here. Mm-hmm. What was the decision to just stay there? Like, why come back here instead of finding another job and staying out in North Carolina? The only reason that stopped me was because, um, okay, so I can talk about this part of it. Uh, my living situation, my housing situation was part of my employment. Okay. Gotcha. And then I found out I that they did that. not hold up their end of the bargain. Like they were supposed to pay the rent for a year in exchange for me working there. I found out they didn't pay any of the rent. Um, so I'm getting notices like you could be evicted and I'm freaking the hell out. I'm trying to find a new job. But of course, with the way the job market is right now, I'm interviewing and I'm interviewing and I'm sure. interviewing, but I'm not hearing back. I actually interviewed for the job that I have now while I was down there, but I just I didn't hear anything. And it turns out that their hiring process is a lot more spread out because they like to vet everybody very thoroughly. I ended up having to do three interviews for my current company. But um, that process was taking so long, I was worried about me and my children having a place to live. Sure. So I made the decision, okay, rather than wait around, it, it's shit or get off the pot. Like, mm-hmm. I've got to do something. So we ended up moving back here. So um, I, I follow uh, the GameStop Reddit. I know this seems weird. I promise no, this is going to make sense. Um, and a lot of it is like employees, former employees, customers making complaints or ranting about how or raving about how, how good something is. Just a myriad of things. Uh, but one of the things I noticed is uh, a lot of the uh, employees to be like, hey, if, if this is something you want to do, more power to you. I wouldn't recommend it because of this, that, yeah. whatever. Um, but recently I saw a post that someone made. It says, don't expect to get hired ever. No. Um, don't, don't, like, yeah, we can have ads. We can have things to say, hey, we're hiring. Don't, don't count on that. The reason being is because uh, the way someone explained it was, yeah, uh, there are hiring signs. Um, there may be uh, advertisements, posts online, stuff about GameStop hiring. It's just, we're not. They're, essentially, the way they broke it down was GameStop puts these ads out. Um, they want people to apply, do all this, and they have that on the back burner. So when at any point they can pull that, it's not asking you to apply so they can get you now it's hey we want a list of resources Mm -hmm. a a list of people that we can contact when we want to yep well and i recently read uh well i won't say super recently this was about six months ago when everybody's bitch was that everybody was hiring and nobody was actually hiring anyone yep and it came out uh somebody i think it was a reddit post actually somebody went and did a shit ton of research and found out that in order for you to get in order for a business to get certain tax breaks or to get certain subsidies from the government because they are understaffed or they are operating at like a low Mm -hmm. low percentage um they have to be hiring number one to try to fix the issue and then they have to employ a certain number of new employees uh over a certain amount of time. So it was like three, it was like, I want to say 120 days or 180 days, something like that. 
But in order for them to qualify for like these rescue grants or rescue loans, Mm -hmm. they have to be in the situation where they need people, where they're actively hiring and where they're bringing on new potential employees over a certain amount of time. Like there are certain stipulations they have to meet to get this money. And the, the, the Reddit post was pretty much just like, yeah, they're fucking the government and they're fucking us Mm -hmm. because they're understaffed. They're providing poor service because they're understaffed. They are hiring and receiving subsidies because they're understaffed, but they won't actually hire anybody. And that's that's another thing someone pointed out. It was pretty much what you said. Um, they were like, uh, you know, don't don't even call in and ask about it. Like, nope. We don't know. That's not our deal. Mm-hmm. Corporate will let us know when that's going to be a thing, and then they're going to tell us the... Like the results of everything. They're going to tell us uh, the list of people that we can choose from. To, to Me personally, when I was looking for a job before I started doing security and all that, was I, I applied to GameStop. They had a manager position open. Um, and there was like three or four stores in the area that were looking for, for a manager. I applied. I looked at it regularly, daily. Nothing. I didn't even want to bother calling in because I knew, you know, who's going to know. Right. You know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're essentially just keeping applications on file. Well, there was, so I, I, when I first moved to Des Moines in the end of 2014, the beginning of 2015, I started working at Wells Fargo. And then when I, I left, bought a house in the Carroll, Iowa area and came back, I reapplied for Wells Fargo and they're like, Hey, you didn't get the job, but we're going to keep your application on file for a year. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm thinking, do you think that I'm still going to want this job in a year? That- like this is the backup to my backup to my backup. Like you guys are my last resort. resort. Yeah. Um, also, uh, the place that I, even though they shut down, I still can't talk about legally. Uh, they did the same thing that you were talking about. So they would get these subsidies and they would get these grants and things like that. Um, if they kept, uh, someone on for 90 days. Yeah. Um, and that's why they would implement these like 90 day reviews or 90 day probationary periods. Yep. Or and then yeah. they would just, once that 90 day was up, like, Nine times out of ten, you're you're gone. You're out the door. Yeah, because they do have to show some type of like retention or some yep. type of actually hiring people. Yep. They have they have to prove uh, that they're doing what they say they're doing. Yep. But like you said, after that ninety days, after that hundred and twenty days, whatever, your your ass is grass because mm-hmm. they don't have to keep you. And that's a lot of the reason that your vacation, your insurance, all of that, all of that kick doesn't in. start until yeah. after that probationary period. See, I knew I had gotten a good company when they told me, you start accruing PTO the day you get hired. Yeah. You can use it after 60 days, yep. but you start accruing it the day you get hired. Your insurance, your benefits, uh, 401k, all of that kick in 30 days after you get hired. And that's just because the company that does that for us has to have time to get you up and rolling yep. before they can start stuff. A uh, uh, a friend of mine uh, has a second job, or she did, where she worked at Walmart, and she was talking to me like, "Should I put in my two weeks, uh, or should I just quit?" Like, 
you know, I don't, I don't know. And I broke it down to where like this. I was like, me personally, I always try to put in my two weeks just out of a respect thing for coworkers. That's it. Walmart, especially Walmart, mm-hmm. they don't care. You are a number to them. Yep. Um, you know, you could, you could quit flat out and, you know, you could get hired back at some point and don't let them. And sure enough, she came back to me the next day and goes, so I was talking to somebody and let them know, let them know what I wanted to do someone that worked at Walmart as well. And, uh, they said, um, oh yeah, just go ahead and quit. You get blacklisted for six months and then you're able to apply again and they'll probably hire you. Like, this is a store manager that told her that, like, yeah, don't worry about it. Like, just go ahead, quit. Like, like two weeks doesn't matter. Two weeks is not for you. I, I, like, I need to, I feel like I need to make that clear for people. Like, if you are looking to quit your job, don't quit thinking that you absolutely need to put in your two weeks. No. You don't need to. That two-week notice is for them to find someone to replace you. Correct. I always tell people that if you feel respected and you're not leaving where you're currently at due to no fault of them, like maybe you just got offered more money or a better uh, like travel situation or something, and you are able to give them two weeks, go ahead. Awesome. If you think you could come back to this place, go ahead, give them two weeks. That's awesome. But if not... You don't know them shit. They Mm -hmm. would, if you died, if you walked out in the street and got hit by a bus, they would post your position before your obituary. So I always tell people, if, if you enjoy the atmosphere where you're leaving and they've treated you well and, and you're trying to be respectful or you'd like the chance to be able to come back, absolutely give them two weeks if you can. If not, fuck it. Like the world's not ending because you weren't able to give them a two week notice. Because like you said, that's for the company. That's not for you. And and businesses are going to scare you and, and, and managers and, and higher ups are always going to tell you, well, it's not going to look good. Yeah. Um, you know, people are going to see that, that you didn't stick out two weeks. People don't care. No, they don't. They don't care. They, they see you, you're qualified and you're good. If you have a good interview, you're fine. It, it, <coughs> like, maybe not. What the fuck happened there? <coughs> I snorted Mountain Dew. <laughs> a little bit it's, of it, burger it, sugar? It, yeah, it says on the can not to do that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you watch that back on film, you're going to see the look on my face when I realize <laughs> that it went up my nose and set it down my throat. But yeah, oh. um... Shit, that was distracting. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it's just... Management just wants to try to intimidate you so they don't have to go through the process of finding someone else. Yeah. Can, well, that That's <clears throat> money and that's time spent on... on training and onboarding and yeah, all kinds of stuff. It's basically resources that they got to waste again to get somebody else who... In all likelihood, is probably just going to leave again anyway. Yep. So, well, my thing is, is especially in like food, food service, and the retail industry, a lot of times if you put in your two week notice, you'll be fired on the spot. Yeah, they'll say don't come back tomorrow. Yep. I've had it happen. <laughs> mm. Yeah, 
Like, you try to be courteous and say, hey, here's my two. Like, it's just proof. You don't need a two-week notice. It's like, I told you, hey, in two weeks, this is my last day. Like, I found another position, whatever. And they're like, well, just don't bother coming in tomorrow. We don't need you. It's like, what? Yep. I love security. <laughs> Security's been one of my favorite jobs, but I love doing retail. And I, I, I admittedly miss it from time to time. Oh, yeah. Um... I don't know if if I were to go back to retail, I don't know if it'd be a, a huge company like Target, Walmart, you know, stuff like that. Or if it'd be, I don't know, maybe something a bit more local mm-hmm. or something like that. I just, there's something about doing retail that's just enjoyable. So those connections you make with like, yeah. like where we worked, right? Uh there's the connections you make with the regulars that you see every morning, the exact same time, you know exactly what they're going to get. You know, their cigarette order, like before they <laughs> even come up, you're like, you're grabbing it before you even, they even come up for the thing. So yeah. Two marble reds. Yep. <laughs> Got you. Did I ever say, tell the story on the podcast? So this dude came in, I worked at come and go for a very short time before I started another call center job doing insurance. And so uh, Trevor got me this job. Saved your life again. Saved my life again. It's actually the job I was working when I got arrested. Uh, <laughs> oh, and, yeah. And spent, I spent 15 hours in, in jail on the podcast one time. He said it was two weeks. It was not two weeks. Uh, I spent 15 hours in jail. <laughs> uh, I didn't say two weeks, did I? Yeah. You were like, yeah, when you got out like two weeks later. I was like, no, I did not spend two weeks in jail. Anyway, um, I was gonna say. What I don't think I. Do? Ser- I don't think I seriously thought it was. Too I. Weak. I could have been joking about that, but I don't know. Uh, why did I get arrested? Yeah. Oh, okay. So <laughs> uh, I, I want to hear this story. <laughs> I was so living stupid. in the Carroll area. Okay. And then my wife and I separated. Okay. My first wife, my okay. baby mama. Um, we, we separated. She moved back to Des Moines. I missed my children. Okay. So she got a no contact order and I was coming back to Des Moines for a wrestling thing. And I called her and I was like, Hey, I want to see the kids. So I went and saw the kids. And when I was there, we reconciled with our genitals. Okay. And we started being together again. Okay. I sold our house in Carroll and I moved in with her in the apartment that she had. Okay. I had been living there three months and we get in a verbal, not physical argument. And she's like, I'm going to go downstairs with the kids. Her mother lived directly below us. Okay. She's like, I'm going downstairs with the kids. I go to sleep. I get a knock on the door. It's the cops. And they're like, she never dismissed the no, no. contact order. So she oh, was, she shit. was like, uh, the cops were like, Kaylee tells me that she lives downstairs with her mom, with the kids and that you rented this apartment upstairs without their knowledge, breaking the no contact order. And I said, no, I can show you all of her clothes. I can show you like, why, if I have no contact order, like, why would I have a fucking like a crib and all of this shit? Right. And so they were like, it's very obvious that what you're telling us is the truth. But uh, because of the law, but because of the law, we have to arrest you. Um, so, yeah. So I was in jail for 15 hours. My 
grandmother had to come up with, you know, thousands of dollars on a Sunday in cash for bond. So that was fun. Um, you will, you, you will quick, quick, quickly find out how much, uh, cash on hand your family has when they have to use all of it to get you out of jail on a Sunday. So see, I'd be like, just leave my ass here. Yeah. It just was not let fun. My, let my job know that I'm, I'm ill, yeah. <laughs> that I can't come in. Um, and I'll just spend my time in jail. Yeah. So this has been a, a running joke with that mugshot too, because we had a good laugh over it for a while. Yeah. There's a mugshot photo. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, so good. My yeah. So, so um, <laughs> now just, I gotta see. I it. don't know if I ever told you this, but after you got arrested, you you popped up on the Polk County inmates or whatever. Yeah. And um, and. Uh, you know, we were all taught. Like I had told Daniel because you weren't able to. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Hey, this is why." Daniel, holy shit! Like that dude was like, "It's all good." Like, like it wasn't like um. It Here, was- here's <laughs> the thing. He was very nonchalant about it, and on one hand, you like that that it was that he that your boss didn't make a big deal out of it. On the other hand, it seemed like he was very nonchalant about it because he expected this to happen to me. And I didn't like that part of it. No, no, he was not just at like, all. yeah, that's he seems like he, the type. He didn't expect that at all. It, it <laughs> So the thing about Daniel is he's the nicest dude ever. Um almost to a point where it's uncomfortable, a problem. <laughs> um, no, no. No, like uh like the dude's always smiling. I, yeah. I think there's maybe you ever a met someone who's like unbothered by anything. Yeah, everything. I've, I've that's a seen... medical condition. <laughs> that's great. I've, yeah, yeah, that's me. I've maybe seen oh, Daniel like not smile like once or twice in my entire life. That dude is always happy, yep. and and he he's the one of the best dudes you could ever hope to meet, right? So when I told him about Austin, it wasn't like, oh, well, now, like, logically, you would think a boss would be like, I got to let him go now. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no, he was like, well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he, gives, he gives this, like, awkward laugh to try to, I guess, maybe diffuse the situation. Um, or at least, like, he doesn't know how to properly respond to it. Mm-hmm. But it's never in a a bad way. You and you never take it as a bad okay. way. Um. So when I told him, we we pulled up Austin's mugshot and we all had a pretty good laugh about it for a while. So when Austin came back, um, to work, sometime later. Yeah. Um. We just gave him a bunch of shit about it. But my we, favorite part about getting arrested is. I was the first I, one he called. <laughs> I I sent a, a group chat to like all of my closest friends and I was like, "Hey, I'm getting arrested." So like before they even put me in cuffs and like led me down to the squad car before they transferred me yeah. into the fucking paddy wagon. They were like, "Anybody you need to message, let them know before you get in there because it's going to be a while before, before you can use your phone yeah, or the phone yeah, before yeah. you're you know, processed. Is there anyone you need? So I, I went through Facebook and like set up a big group chat and it was like Melanie Matsy and you and David and like all of my closest friends in Des Moines, just letting them know. Then I get out the next day <laughs> and the first thing I do is I turn on my phone to this group chat and the, the first thing I see is my mugshot. I'm like, God damn it guys. 
That's great. Back to the original story. So oh. I'm working at Come and Go, and <laughs> this black dude comes in, and he's like, um, can I get a... What's a black and mild? No, it was that's racist. That, uh, I smoke those, thank you. Yeah, so um, he asked for a pack of something. Um, God damn it, I can't think of what it is. Uh, not American Spirit, the with cheap ones. Lucky like, Strikes? No, it doesn't matter. But I was like, uh, do you want the reds or the greens? And he was like, Come on, man. And I was, like, I was like, greens, you got it. Yep, menthols for you, hold of on, course. Why not? Well, well, of course uh, it is. I don't mean this in any sort of way, and this isn't meant to sound that way. Was it? Were they Newports? Yes, it was Newports. He was like, pack of Newports. And I go, red or green? And he goes, come on, man. And I was like, menthols for you, of course. I wasn't trying. I was trying not to be racist. And he's like, stereotypes exist for a reason. And I was like, yep. Oh, shit. Yep. <laughs> Look, that's... You say black and mild was racist, and then I said drop Newports. <laughs> it was like, Newports, yep. yeah. Ding, ding, ding. It was Newports. I was like, cheap cigarettes that... Newports are far from cheap. Really? Yeah. Newports are like 15 bucks a pack. Yeah. Newports are one of the most expensive cigarettes you can buy next to like it. Marble Reds. Oh, well. I don't smoke, so I guess I, I didn't know that. I always just assume because everyone comes in and asks for Newports. Yeah. There's no. always Marlboros and Newports. They are not cheap at all. Yeah, they are they are more expensive than American Spirits. There's also that guy from the NBC affiliate that always came in, um, which is weird because he would always come in at like eight forty five when he I know he had to at be night? on the air. Yeah, he had to be on the air at ten p.m. every night. He was the lead newscaster. Was it like Dan the, Winters? Yes, it was Dan Winters, and he would always come in and buy a fifth of alcohol every night at like eight forty five. You know what oh, the shit. best part about that was? So. You know how how I used to listen to certain like certain music um, when I was working. There was one night he came in, and it was, and this is gonna be a really weird poll. So I like to listen to um, music that are featured in movie trailers. Okay. Um, yeah. And typically they're they're uh, orchestral covers mm-hmm. or or different composed. So there's a movie shit movie terrible movie that came out called um valeria mm-hmm. and okay. it had dane dehan and um clive owen and dane dehan's the fucking man um cara um, El- uh cara delvine yes Carol Delvin. yes oh thank you i, was I having... love that movie so i don't care if it's a shit movie the visuals are fucking amazing so for that for the trailer of that movie had a orchestral um version of gangster's paradise and i was listening to that on my phone so dan winters comes in and he buys this you know beverage (laughs) um and he uh he's sitting there and as i'm ringing it up and i've started to chat with him over the times that he's been in he goes is that gangster's paradise i'm like (laughs) what (laughs) But, um, yeah, that, I don't yeah. Know. That, so the first yeah. came he, time he came in and I, I loved working at Kamengu because like you meet some interesting, there folks. is a, oh, there yeah. is a level of professionalism you have to keep in any job. But at the end of the day, uh-huh, it's, sure. a fucking, it's a fucking <laughs> convenience store. You know what I mean? Like it's not, 
I worked at the one in Creston. Yeah. So don't tell me there's well, okay. a certain level of professionalism. Yeah, I had a man. We literally had padlocks on the beer fridges, like the beer coolers, because at two o'clock we had to lock everything up. I had a guy come in one night. I almost had to call the cops because he almost busted the lock yanking on the door because mm-hmm. it was like two ten, and I couldn't legally sell him alcohol. And he was freaking out because he couldn't buy a tall boy of Miller Lite. Do you remember Light. the janky ass lock we had on our uh cabinet no, you, you mean the one that kept sliding yes. off and falling Awful. off anyway <laughs> so the first time dan uh winters comes in I'm, i recognize him and i recognize his name but i don't remember which news station he works for who and yes and kcci is clearly objectively number one in terms of quality yeah. yes anywhere in the country really if you go on vacation you watch like the no- local news when it first pops on a hotel tv you're like this is fucking garbage compared to what i'm used to like the quality i'm used to at kcci in the morning so he comes up filth of alcohol and i look at him and yeah, i could recognize him because like i take great pride in my hair and dan winters has great fucking hair yeah he does and i was like are you dan winters and he goes yeah i go from kcci and he goes actually who and i look at him <laughs> Without even thinking, I go, oh, fuck, man, I'm sorry. Oh, damn. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I know. There was one, there was one time he, sh- he came in with his wife, and it, it threw me off because I was like, I don't know. I don't know him well enough. And, uh, you know, he he's a personality on TV. For yeah. Me, you know, uh, it was a hurdle just to understand that he was a person outside of that. When he came. It's kind of like, like when you're growing up, like you see your teacher out at the store. It's exactly like that. Yeah. So uh, when, you know, he came in one time with his wife and I'm just like, just completely thrown for a loop. I'm like, this man has a family. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when we graduated high school. So these were our middle school teachers, but I graduated high school and I came back for like my first homecoming after I graduated. I was in college and I saw Mrs. Grantham, who is by marriage, like related to me. Um, my grandfather's youngest sister used to be married to Rose's husband. So in a roundabout way, kind of related. Okay. Same family by marriage, whatever. Um, So I come back from my first homecoming. I was like, Hey, Mrs. Grantham at the homecoming game. And she sticks out her hand to shake my hand. She's like, call me Rose. And I was like, fuck yes. (laughs) I made it. Um, I remember when I was with Kaylee, Kaylee worked at uh, a, I can't remember the brand or the, the company, but it was like a dry cleaning place. Okay. Um, and I came in and to visit her and she was pulling up an order for an Ed Wilson. And I was like, oh, is that, that, Ed, is that, that, Ed is that Wilson. the Ed Wilson? And she's like, yeah, I know him really well. He comes in like a couple times a week because he has to wear a suit every so he day. So it all dry right? cleaned. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, that Ed Wilson. And she's like, you want to know something funny? Pay attention to the nightly newscasts and look really close at whether or not Ed Wilson is wearing his wedding ring. And uh, it'll tell you whether or not they've been fighting. And I was like, what? So then I would, um, she would like on a, like a Tuesday afternoon, she would text me and she'd be like, uh, cause Ed Wilson would come in and just like rant about his wife apparently. And oh, shit. Uh, Kaylee would be like $10. He doesn't wear his wedding ring tonight. Like she would just text me that like Tuesday afternoon and then we would sit and watch the nightly like newscast <laughs> together and like place it's bets like on news whether roulette. Yeah, pl- place bets on whether or not Ed Wilson is wearing his wedding ring that night. But yeah. So 
not along the same lines, but I I, I wanted to um, make it a point. So uh, this ring that Heather got me, um, I wear it a very specific way. Okay. So uh, the way I wear it, um, there's this um, band that, that goes around on the inside. You see that? Yeah. So I wear it like this. Mm-hmm. Great. You know, if and I I did this in my head, and so if anything were to happen, anything bad, um, or something was seriously wrong, I'd uh take it off and flip it around. So if I'm wearing it like this, that that's not good. Like I don't know, something to watch for. Example, example, like Heather passes away. Or, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just something, something serious, nothing, you know, but yeah, it's, it's something to watch for. So if you see it like that, something's wrong, something's wrong, Meh. but I don't know. It's, it's a nice little, um, subtle indicator for that. Okay. So speaking of something wrong, uh, and this is how my ADHD brain works. So please forgive the tangent. Have you seen the trailer for the new movie Civil War? Yeah, of course. With yeah. Christian it Dunst. looks fucking incredible. Oh, this is like the fourth, my... fourth episode this fucking God. movie has come up on and hasn't even come out yet. I'm sorry. I just saw the trailer oh, last night. 24, Alex and Garland. Yeah. I was yeah. watching the trailer and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, this is so like realistic. Like, I love movies that yep. fuck with you because they could happen. And just the way that they presented everything. I was like, I'm going to see this movie. I, I'm so excited that you brought that up because I want to talk about I'm that too. I'm going to see hand, this movie. Fuck. On one hand, I do like that it's realistic. On but the other end, like, it's this terrifying could happen. Because it's on the other realistic. hand, you're like, I don't like that that could happen. Yeah, well, that part. And, and I love the, the discourse that uh, has been coming out about that movie because the best way I can compare it is whenever there's a shooting, a school shooting, mm-hmm. for example. Yeah. Like, there becomes an argument with like mental health and then gun and control gun and stuff and, like yeah. this. And people are like, now's not the time to talk about it. When is? Now's the yeah. perfect time to talk about it. The same thing with this movie. It's like, I don't like this because uh, it's not the time for this kind of movie, especially with everything going on. And it's like, it's, it's exactly the, the perfect, perfect time. time. For, that's the point of it. I saw a quote and I think, and I don't know it for word for word, but I have it saved actually in my phone. And it's just pretty much like to summarize the quote, it talks about how people are taught that politics, religion, and um, what was the other one? But it was pretty much politics, religion, and other topics. You're taught as a child not to discuss Mm -hmm. these things so you don't lose friends. And the the end of the quote is maybe if we were taught to have those difficult conversations instead of how to avoid them, we'd have not just better friendships, but just better relationships, mm-hmm. period, across the board. Because too often hot topics are avoided so that there is no discourse. And so the discourse never happens, whether it's respectful or whether it's productive or anything. Um, that that level of communication. People in there are fucking weird. What the, yeah, that part too. Oh, you yeah. jackass. It just hit. I was like, oh, what? The, no. More so you in Spencer's. And your dad jokes. Oh, my God. You missed me. Don't Spencer's lie. Spencer's is some weird ass shit. 
I've seen some weird shit in Spencer. Ain't no place you can go to that has drug-related content, baby stuff, and then giant flaming dildos in the back. Okay, so speaking of giant flaming dildos, oh, let's fucking go. No. I, I, oh, I, so <laughs> I work with a guy and he owns a 3D printer like as a secondary business. And he's talking about 3D printing a glow-in-the-dark dick, like a yeah. mold of himself for his girlfriend. Yeah. So that she can find it in the dark when he's not around. No, no shit. This is an actual conversation we had this past week. How many keychains have we broken <laughs> just the, I just I don't trust that the glow in the dark filament and the whole nine yards. I was like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. Speaking of movies, um, <laughs> <laughs> whoa, we went from movies to dicks to movies. What kind of movies are we discussing? Um, it's a fucking dull curve. <laughs> so, uh, we all we all caught the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, I uh, watched the halftime show. Yeah, I had the game on all day. Oh yeah, but, yeah. Sure. Deadpool 3, my guy. Oh, yes. I need to watch the first two. I'm so excited. Blah. I, I never have. I get that same reaction every fucking time. If we were not mic'd right now, yeah. I would throw my empty pop can at you. I understand. I understand. What the fuck? They just, I don't know, man. That, they just don't appeal to me at all. That trailer. You motherfucker. What? I just, I, they don't. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, I can understand the first one. But it's one of those things where yeah, you gotta you gotta watch them all to get context and all this. I'll stuff watch them. The second one has one of the best musical numbers you ever hear. Celine Dion, are you shitting me? It, it's pretty fucking amazing, dude. She came out of she essentially came out of retirement just to do this song for Deadpool and then dipped back out. Like yep. it's insane. And then the fact that Ryan Reynolds paid how much of his own money so just to wear a T-shirt with B. Arthur's face on it. Oh. I do remember it's like a hundred grand, a hundred or 150 grand just for that t shirt because he said that's part of Deadpool's character, yeah. But I like, like, couldn't do it without it. I mean, we had the Deadpool trailer, we had um, Planet of the Apes, yep. Yeah. Uh, I always look forward to the movie trailers, fuck yeah, the commercials. All, I want to see the movie trailers, that's all I watch at horror. I, I mean. I say that, and then I got sucked into actually like being interested in the Super Bowl, and man. For the sports people out there, for the non-sports people, for whoever's a wackadoo tinfoil hat guy, like the the conspiracy theories that everything, like the NFL stage, this isn't fucking WWE, my guy. Like it's there's no possible way on a scale that large that they can set shit up like that and plan for shit. However, there were moments in the Super Bowl that just were bafflingly just make no sense twice in a row Mahomes fucked up passes and the, his guys were wide open and it just seems so set up I'm just like okay maybe I, maybe there's something to it then it hits overtime athletes make mistakes then it hits overtime and then people are like nah it's still rigged and at this point do you really think it it it's rigged because if it were rigged, right? If it was all scripted, the the logical sense for it being scripted would Travis Kelsey getting the game winning mm-hmm. touchdown, the game winning point. No Too matter obvious. no matter what. No, I think that'd be perfect because that that 
that hits everything it needed to hit to justify Taylor Swift being there, to justify the attention that those two have had o- over the entire season. But it's too obvious. It's just like if, like, you can't say that the Super Bowl couldn't be staged or that NFL can't be staged because if we can have government sec- conspiracies to where certain people are puppets and certain things are going to happen and certain people do things for certain reasons, if yeah. you could do it on a governmental level, no fucking problem doing it with the NFL. And it's one of those, this looks staged, this looks staged, this looks staged. The final moment, Travis Kelsey doesn't have the winning touchdown. See, it can't be staged. Because if it was staged, he would have got his touchdown. Dick Cheney staged it's, 9-11. You think they can't fucking win a Super Bowl? It's literally one of those, this is the moment where we prove to you that what you thought is wrong. Because you would have got your happy ending. See, but we still got our happy ending. Kid. The Chiefs still won. Here, here's the thing, though. Like, uh, as far as, like, governmental conspiracies going and, and staging and, you know, setting something up like, let's say, 9-11, right? That makes sense to me. That can be done. But when you have so many variables and factors in a sporting event that could go wrong, I'm talking uh, streakers, I'm talking... Uh, I, you know, I don't want to talk about that. Athletes. I wasn't even a streaker. That was just a guy without a shirt. I'm not on. Saying, there were two of them. I'm not saying that the entire the entire thing is staged. I'm saying that you have like on a script uh, when you do if you did improv in high school, you have certain key points you have to hit. So the game's going to be played, and we know who's going to win, and we know Mahomes is going to fuck up twice, and we know the other team this and this have to happen at some point during the game. We're not going to choreograph the game but we are going to tell you what has to happen throughout the course of it this yeah, is but there's no this the, is the fucking thing is, exactly the way wrestling is set up. The, the thing is there's no uh, there's no guarantee that it can happen that way especially like let's say um in order in order to score in order to to hit this bullet point right uh, yeah. whatever certain bullet point it is um you have to say kick a ball perfectly and if that fucks up then that fucks everything up you, you see what i'm saying like if, if no like, but see that's gotta, what i mean you got to throw it to a certain person and they have to catch it and like not if the if football's that, a drone dude. if you don't <laughs> do it just right no but it's one of those like i said it's not completely choreographed we just have those sure. highlight points so by it not being completely choreographed, if one of those points doesn't get hit, it doesn't affect the outcome. Like with Mahomes fucking up the pass, all we've got to do is get the ball to him. How hard is that? Yeah. Like we, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to, it can't, it, it doesn't matter if it's intercepted. It doesn't matter if somebody fumbles. All we've got to do is get him the ball. Like that, that's our, our hit point. I also feel it's kind of weird that like the whole first Essentially, the first half of the game, it's all defense. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Kansas City was just getting the shit kicked Should've out kicked of them. Out of them, and then the underdog story. Yeah, like they were playing like shit but the entire time, and then miraculously the they just started playing well. Yeah, like that happened the year before too when they played Philadelphia. Yeah, it was they they were getting it's their a comeback story. Shit rocked, and then fucking. And how many bets did people place after the game started? Mm-hmm. When they thought their team was good, like when they thought the Eagles were going to win or when they thought like, that's what I mean. It generates more revenue. It generates more stir, more, more controversy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so let's say it's not staged, right? And 
and Kansas City's getting the shit kicked out of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And they start coming back. You already know this team has a history of doing exactly what they're about to do. You kick the shit out of them, and then they just start playing good and kick your ass. Like, you know that's going to happen, so why are you not actively thinking about doing something like like, yeah, like, like considering that. <laughs> or or another good example. Mahomes ran a few plays back to back. And you guys fell for this shit. Every time. Every single time. Like at this point, you gotta know he's gonna do it because it like look at it. And you it's gotta know. And it's statements like that that make me say it's staged. Not um, completely. I know this is a the, weird the tangent. The outcome but is rigged every fucking time. God, this episode's as a pro, ADD. As a pro wrestling <laughs> fan, this makes me so happy. Because, just, like, I've been saying that since, like, fucking 1993. I'm like, Or, like, well, I guess he hasn't been moving. When Rey Mysterio first came to WB in 2002, and he's been doing the same fucking 619 setup for two decades now. It's like, yo, he's fucking... All of a sudden, like... That's the only, like, Rey Mysterio matches are the only time that anyone ever falls into the ropes that way for the 619. It's like, you know he's going to fucking do it. I I posted that on my Facebook right after the Super Bowl. It's a quote from a Roman (laughs) philosopher. And it says, give them bread and circuses and they will never revolt. Mm -hmm. And it shows how the Coliseum looks exactly Mm -hmm. like an NFL stadium. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, it's it's literally it, you're over there like what the fuck it, it's the I, truth. Oh, this you, fucking dumb dumb loves his conspiracies. You love, you entertain people. Don't and, ever go to and Minneapolis. Keep them distracted. I love um. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I love the fact that like you know we have conspiracy theories like this. We got we got quotes like that 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 back everything up, and it's the. <laughs> it's the it's the fact that we'll buy into it so much yeah and uh, you know we'll get um like going back to wrestling for example <laughs> we um i love when it's we all know it's fake that that's no secret at this point however it's still it, real it's the moment it's the moment that something that is has so obvious Ray Mysterio, prime example of this, mm-hmm. the six one nine. So the one time they wanted, they want to mix it up, and like say Ray Mysterio's opponent like figures it out and counters mm-hmm. it, and this is the oh. like, oh my god, this is crazy. Oh, that's what the fucking thing I love about pro wrestling, like. All right, rest, this is fucking stupid. WrestleMania 25, right? So the first uh, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania match. The first of two, because they wrestled again the next year. Uh, Undertaker hits his fucking finisher, and no one ever kicks out of it. And then Shawn Michaels kicks out of it, and you're just like... You Mind think blown. It, you think it's over, and you're, you're just... And I love watching that. Like, if you've never been to pro wrestling live, even if you fucking think you hate pro wrestling... Go watch like Revolver live when they come to Clive. It's fucking awesome. Because you're just like, first of all, when you see it in person, you're like, okay. I feel like when you see it on TV, you're disconnected. You're like, oh, it's just a TV show. But then when you see these fuckers do it live in front of you, you're like, how did they not 
die. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's insane. You get one opportunity in front of like two thousand people to and with like this margin of error in front of two thousand people, you get one chance to do it without breaking your fucking neck. One of my favorite things uh, growing up as a wrestling fan was the first time I ever actually went to a, a wrestling show after seeing it on TV for so long was the fact that on TV, everything looks way bigger than what it mm-hmm. is. You get there and the ring's so yeah. small yeah, and tiny. I'm just like, wait, what? It's just a, like, I think WWE has the biggest rings and they're like 20 foot by 20 foot, I think. That's not very small. Big. Well, Small. even then, like like a good example is um their their house shows the yeah. untelevised ones, like do they follow the same rule set or do they kind of get a little the size of the ring? You mean? Yeah, yeah. House show rings might be a little bit smaller. Okay. I think so. Like on the indies, there's rings that are as small as sixteen feet, just really small. Um most of them are in the middle. Most of them are like 18 feet. That's usually what I wrestled in. Cause I think three XW had a 18 foot ring and it's weird that like two feet makes all the difference in the fucking world. But I wrestled in a WWE sized ring. It's a little bit taller and then the ropes are a little bit taller. So like I'm short and five foot six. So on the three XW ring, the top rope would hit me like right in the middle of my back and then the ring in Kansas for Global Global Wrestling Federation, um, it would hit me like in the back of the neck. So it was like I either had to do the I either had to like stand straight up, which was super awkward, or I had to do the Ray Mysterio thing where I like crouched down and hit the second rope with my back instead of the top rope. Either that or I was going to fucking go, go through, out, yeah, the ring. decapitate myself. <laughs> so yeah, it's. And, and then like when you get whipped from one corner to the other, it's like, all right, well, I have to take like a extra step or two steps. And it doesn't sound like a big deal, but like when everything's choreographed down to like the step, it makes a big difference. But one thing I was going to ask you, cause we're getting to the end of our time. Okay. So we had, we have a, I don't want to say his name again. Cause I always throw him under the bus as like this adorable, like adorable little idiot yeah i am gonna say his name jordan van cleve from too many words fucking idiot um we love him <laughs> he is like he lives like a very sheltered life and he's like he's just a beautiful little dumbass oh, and God. he's going back and listening to all of the old episodes of the podcast and i'm like which one's your okay. favorite and he's like well i really like the episode with melanie uh, and i really like the one with abby warner and i was like well you're making this a little too obvious. And I'm like, why do you like them? And he was like, uh, you know, just like reasons. And I was like, is it because Melanie talks about her sex life for the entire episode? And then Abby's is titled painting naked in the woods. You fucking pervert. <laughs> and, uh, so I wanted to ask you since talking about your sex life is apparently very popular. Uh, you told me a story about a man that you met online dating in North Carolina. Do you want to talk about? Oh God, this no, man? no, I don't. No, I don't. Okay. Oh, God, no. Because then that's going to start a whole other tangent. Because since I've been back from North Carolina, I have tried online dating. And I've had people run into me in yeah. Des Moines. And just weird shit happens. Like what kind of I weird shit? I think I'm a fucking magnet for weird shit. Yeah. It, we it, established it, that it, fucking uh, 80 episodes ago. God, like, it, if you can think of it, it's happened to me. And and that's not a joke. What's the I, I've had? What's a weird thing that happened recently? Um, 
Okay, case in point, the story I was telling you right before the podcast started, had a guy, we kind of hit it off, it was great, he asked for my number, I gave him my number, we're talking, we're joking, we're laughing, it's all going great, and he's like, so what's your situation, like I want to make sure there's no boyfriend going to jump out of the closet or anything like that, and I'm like, no, I wouldn't be talking to you or giving you my number if I wasn't single, and I said, why, what's your situation, oh, I'm married, what the fuck, dude? What in the actual fuck? Like, in what realm of the universe is this okay? It's not okay. Yeah. It's not okay for him to get his ass kicked, but it's okay for you to get your ass kicked. Cat that part. Yeah. Cat fight. No. No. It's just, it's all bad. I, I've had so many discussions with my best friend about how I'm just going to stop trying to date. I had a guy... Um, Austin. Okay. So you said you're five, six, this man was shorter than you. Okay. He did not even come up to my tatas and he comes up to me. This was just Friday night. Uh, went out by myself. I I went out by myself. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go out. I'm gonna have a drink. I'm gonna have a good time. I'm gonna see what things are like since I'm back. It was really (laughs) like this weekend has been the first time I've been able to like go out, go out since I've been back from North Carolina and I'm out and he starts hitting on me and he has a mullet and he has a baseball cap. And, uh, dude, what's he, it he, like meeting Theo Vaughn? He was not, a <laughs> oh, white, yeah, he was not a white dude. He, he was speaking Spanish. So oh, I okay. suspect that he was Hispanic, but he, nah, and he, he was decided. definitely tanner than I am, but I glow in the dark. So that's not hard to do. But it, baseball cap mullet comes up to me and goes, so you taking me home tonight? And I said, well, I appreciate the, the vote of confidence on your part. I was like, what makes you think that I'm the type of woman to just take somebody home after meeting them two seconds ago? He said, oh, no. He said, because it's I'm no, shorter he than said your it's, children. He said, it's no reflection. He legit was, okay. <laughs> but he goes, it's no reflection on you. I'm just that confident. And I said, while I appreciate the confidence, I said, I think what you meant to say was cockiness. Mm-hmm. I said, and it's not going to happen, bud. And he goes, well, why not? I said, I didn't bring my purse. And he just kind of looked at me and I turned around and I walked away. Yes, I could have put him in my purse. I'm not joking. <laughs> like, he'd be too little guy. No. Here's the thing. Okay. I'm, I'm five, six, almost five, seven. I know a guy that I used to work with at a car dealership. He's five foot four. And I know that like the difference between myself and him is just like two inches. But if I was that short, <laughs> I would fucking kill myself. Well, and the thing was, is it wasn't his height that was off putting. It was his demeanor. Yeah. Like I've dated shorter guys. The very first boyfriend I ever had, um, I was 18 years old. He was shorter than I was. How are you going to be short and a douchebag? That part. Yeah. Napoleon like, complex, my yeah. guy. Yeah. How are you going to, okay. How are you going to be short, be a douchebag and have a little dick and, and, and expect me to be okay with it? Like, I'm not okay with this. You got to have some prowess. Uh, you got to be good with your mouth. You got to have some motion in the ocean. You better have a sparkling personality and you better be funny as fuck because it, it, no, you, you can't be all the bad things. You can't check all of the bad things and, and expect it to be okay. It doesn't work that way. Fuck. I just realized I got none of those things. <laughs> you're like, I got all of those things. You're like, wait so. a minute. I'm not trying to make this list. <laughs> no, but I mean, okay. So have you ever heard that a pretty girl's not pretty if she's got a shitty personality? Yeah. 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 It's one of those, you're gorgeous to look at, but the second you open your mouth, I'm just so unattractive. Like, I'm so turned off. That's what this situation was. It wasn't that he was an ugly guy. It wasn't that he wasn't, he didn't dress nice or I'm wasn't not going to say together, any but- names, but there's a mutual friend of ours that I was talking to 
it was like the last person I was talking to before I started dating the woman I'm married to now. And she is gorgeous to look at. But every time she opens her mouth, she's not a bitch. She's just fucking dumb. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, you no. You gotta tell me after. Yeah, I will. I, I was gonna say, um, Ned. Just like, I gotta know. Like, you ever met someone that you're like, how is it that fucking every decision you've ever made is the wrong one? That's her. <laughs> That's her. How have you been gifted with so much and so little? Yeah. I, like, it's just, I think, I think people should be like a good meal, like well-rounded. Like you may not like everything on your plate, but there's stuff that makes up for it. Whoa, here Presentation she comes. <laughs> or flavor or everything. Like yeah. something makes up for what is lacking and what's there. Same goes for people. Okay. Like I said, you can't be good looking and that's the only thing you have going for yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I've heard of pretty privilege. Like Listen. it exists. It does. But if, if you're going to do that, you better convince people that you are a fucking mute. I got 93 episodes and 1.3 thousand followers. It tells me I can do a lot of things with only good looks because I ain't got a whole lot else to offer. I don't know. I laugh a lot when I listen to you guys. Fuck I listen yeah. to you guys in the car. I'll be cracking the fuck up. It's great. I feel like that's because you know us, though. And you're like, uh, no. these fucking idiots. No. no. If right. you weren't funny, I just wouldn't laugh. And, or I wouldn't listen. All right. But have you favorited on Spotify? Hell yeah, dude. We did no it. No shit. We did it. I've, I'm following your YouTube channel. Like, yeah. I actually just ran into someone yesterday while I was at the mall. Um, and I was wearing yeah. the, the hoodie. Someone goes, I actually just started listening to you guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. See, I don't know works. if I, th- I don't know if I said it on the podcast, <clears throat> but the last time that we recorded, I was here two weeks ago, and I stopped by Starbucks, like the closest Starbucks to here, and I walked through, or I drove oh, the through, yeah, and uh, I was like, "How's your weekend or whatever? Like, what do you huh? got? Go- what you got planned today?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm just working, and then I'm gonna go work on my music." And I was like, "Oh, you're a musician?" And she was like, "Yeah." She's like, what are you doing today? And I was like, I actually have a podcast. And she was like, oh, shit. Like, do you know any local podcasters? And I was like, yeah, I know a few. Like, do you listen to anybody like that records or produces a podcast in the Des Moines area? And she's like, I listen to Ice Cream Sunday. And I was like. Hello. Yeah. That's awesome. Ah. Oh, and yeah. and I know we're, we're getting ready to end everything. But I want to. OK, so you guys know your new merch that you were thinking about making public. That you. That's that. No, the the t-shirt with the anime chick on the back. Turn around. That's that. I didn't see. I can't see his back. Excuse me for not having fucking x-ray vision. Let me see. Okay, yeah, that's her. Yeah, yeah. I want to cosplay as that character. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Because I saw you guys might be going to Kansas City Comic Con. So, oh, that'd be great. Not this year. Which would be fucking amazing. But yeah, no, I want to cosplay as that original character. Fuck I think that would be so cool. You should. I don't have the ice cream sundae. I know that on. like it's gonna be weird for if you're the only person cosplaying, but you should cosplay as that character uh, on June 22nd at our live event because the guy that created that character that would be fun. Will be there. Okay. Joe would love that. Joe would okay. lose his fucking mind. Absolutely. Awesome. Gives yeah. me a reason and buy another wig. Yeah. Do you have your tickets? Yes, I do. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. My dad wants to get one of these, by the way. Does he? Yeah. They're fucking awesome. Yeah. I told him we may have to order and he, he'll pay us eventually for well, it. Yeah, so. that's fine. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I saw the character and Can I was like, fucking, <laughs> fucking Robbie. Oh, what a legend. We need to have him back on the show. Yeah. 
like in front of a camera and just again just wind them up and let them talk for an hour yeah. ways to go viral what i'm not saying anything what nothing a funny story about that cosplay one of the reasons why i got so excited about it is because i own that entire outfit except for the wig same color and everything damn near yeah the skirt the socks all of it i was so excited i was like joe's got some fucking explaining to i'm do. doing that all right so, i can't wait to see it like i don't know if that reflects poorly on me or no i no. was like I got some weird shit going on, okay? We all know this. Yeah. I've been on here before. Yeah. I, we don't have to explain. I'm just... I, 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 I got super listen, excited. Things have been changing rapidly for this podcast, and it's good to know that some things never change. <laughs> yeah. Stay true to the roots. <laughs> R.I.P. to a real one. <laughs> Bye.